From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. And in today's show... You've been praying for change in your marriage for a long time, and you're wondering if God hears you or if he even cares about your marriage. Mm, We hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. There are so many emails, and we've asked the question ourselves in our own marriage when we face challenges. And I want you to think about this quote from Mother Teresa. She says, prayer is not asking. Prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God at his disposition and listening to his voice in the depths of our hearts. Some powerful words there. She uh, was an incredible missionary. And I want to start today with this hug that we received. Um, This person wrote in and said, y'all have done so much for my marriage. Words will never, ever be able to say thank you enough. Last year, I was ready to drop kick my 20 plus year marriage through the goalposts. Sex was not happening much, if at all, and I had shut down and communicating with her. I'd even told her I was absolutely miserable. In desperation, I went to look for something, anything that might help, but was not hoping for much. I stumbled across your podcast as I looked for Low Desired Wife. I listened to that early podcast of y'all's, then I started at the beginning. Haven't made it through them all, but I will get there. As I listened, my heart softened. My head and ears opened up. I told my wife about your 60-day challenge, and she laughed. I just kept listening. Then I won a bet with her. And when I said, what do I win? She said, 30 days of sex. I dang near fell out of my chair. It was a great 30 days. We started talking. I started listening. We cuddled, we laughed, we cried, we hugged, we kissed. Today, as I write this, we are one again. Do we have moments of struggle? Yes. But we both know we can stay at it and get back on track. That's awesome. That was That's a, awesome. That was a powerful message to receive uh, because I know many of you that listen, you've been in this person's situation. You've been married t- 10, 15, 20, 25 years. A year. A year. <laughs> and and you're just wondering what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Is this the right thing? And And we hear you because mm-hmm. so often at that point of desperation, you reach out to us and you say, does God even care about my marriage? I've been praying for change. I've been praying for him to change. I've been praying for her to change. I've been praying for our marriage to change and nothing's happening. Does, does God even care about it? And you just, you just feel lost. You feel lost and alone. And, And I honestly think that's why so many people do become part of, you know, like our one extraordinary marriage community and listen to the show and spread the show with their friends. Because when you guys start to plug into this, you start to realize that you're not alone. Nope. You get to hear from a couple that's messed up many a times over to say the least and have had the struggles too. 
Well, and yeah, I was in Santa Barbara this past weekend speaking at uh, the International Women's Festival there. And it was interesting because, you know, I, I show up and I say, you know, here's what I talk about, you know, and I typically introduce myself when they ask what I do. I say, well, I talk about sex. And woman after woman after woman latched on to that conversation because there's a hurt there. And, and I'm only saying women because obviously it was a women's festival. Right. Um, I did actually speak to a few men about what's going on in their relationships as well. But that's to say there's, there's such a hunger for change in our relationships. And, and so we're going to talk about the power of prayer today. And we're going to talk about the action that's required right. when you're praying. Because here's the thing. Prayer without action is really just like procrastinating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we, we can pray all we want. And in fact, I encourage couples to pray. You know, when they're, when they're facing struggles, when they don't know where to turn to, when they've got all this emotion and they don't know what to do with it, I typically tell them to do two things in our coaching calls. I'm like, you need to pray and you need to journal. You need to get that emotion out and you need to release it. But here's what happens. We go around asking, asking, asking God to change our marriages, change him, change her. But we just sit and wait for it to happen, right? I mean, I've done this. I've prayed mm-hmm. for Tony to like stop griping about my piles around the house. Okay, just like God, you know, can you just work on him? Come on, are the piles that, you know, and, and you start bargaining, right? Like just, just work on him. Right. And then... I don't ever wait for the answer. Like, I just keep asking. Like, just fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Change it. Soften his heart. Make her, make her more willing to have sex. Do this. Do that. Do this. Do that. Where is my action in that? When you're asking God, where is your action in the relationship? You know, are you actively taking steps to change yourself? Right. What 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 is happening it is you know where where is your heart sometimes I I honestly look at this and in my own life, um, you know I, I look at what am I praying for and and here's a here's an example from years past anger is a is something that I'm not accustomed to not something that I ever really experienced until the death of our second son Andrew and that. At that time, I was so filled with anger and angst that it just came out, you know, constantly. And I remember just sitting there praying honestly and and earnestly to God, just take this away from me. And yet it wasn't going anywhere. I was still getting angry. I was still blowing up specifically at our oldest child when he was younger, two, three years old. He would get the brunt of those words and backlash. And it wasn't until I started taking action that I realized that God was answering my prayers. It's just that I needed to move my feet a little bit. And one of the ways in this instance that I was able to do that is I started to rise, I started to count. So as I'm, as I'm rising, I'm counting and I'm waiting to get to that number 50 or 100. I don't remember what it was at that time. But I was allowing myself to diffuse and take some time. Because here's the thing. When we, when we get in those emotional states, whether it's grief 
or anger or, you know, whatever the more negative emotion is. And we start praying, we, we almost put ourselves in a paralysis mode because, I mean, you, you just heard Tony say, well, I was praying, I was praying, I was praying, but I wasn't doing anything because I just was waiting for, you know, the miracle to happen. And the other thing that happens is that you guys have heard us say more than once. And it's, I heard Tony on an interview last week where he said, stop the glorification of busy because here's what's happened. We pray and then we jump right back into the thousand and one things on our daily got to get it done list. Mm-hmm. So we're we're praying for, you know, just a softening of heart or forgiveness or whatever it is. And instead of just sitting there and being quiet, we jump into running to the grocery store, picking up the kids, going to a meeting at the office, running to church volunteer time, baking cookies for the cup sa- cupcake sale, paying the bills, driving somebody to practice. When do you stop and listen for the answer? When do you stop and hear what God is trying to tell you? And I I bring up this point because this is my number one, like, this is what I don't do. And so I bring it up as a reminder to myself because I'm like, okay, well, God, you know, we've had our prayer time. Uh, I'm actually getting better at praying throughout the day about what's going on. But, you know, God, we've had our prayer time. And so I'm going to go back and like live my life now. Right. If you could just, you you know, wave your, you know, magic fairy dust. Um, And and for all of you that are freaking out, because I just said God has magic fairy dust. That's not what I mean. That's the expectation that a lot of us go into our prayer life with. So you don't have to send me an email about God's magic fairy dust. It's the expectation that we go into our prayer life with that God's going to wave a magic wand and our problems are instantly going to be solved because we asked. I mean, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Well, that's true. And God does answer prayers. But here's a couple of things about answered prayers. They don't always get answered in the way that we want them to be answered. Or in the time frame we want them to be in. Or in the time frame. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, case in point, Tony brought up, you know, the anger that came after Andrew's death. And I will tell you that from the time my water broke at 17 weeks until Andrew was delivered a week later, you better believe I was praying. I was praying for God to save my son. I was praying not to have to go through this. I was praying that whatever it was going to be, that, that he would be born healthy and I would go to term or at least as close to term that the doctors could save him. Mm-hmm. Okay, God didn't answer that prayer the way I wanted it answered. Right. But here's what happened. God took Andrew's life and my desire that his story, that his life would not be in vain. And I know so many of you have downloaded those podcasts where we've talked about Andrew's life. I know his podcasts have been shared with your friends who have lost a child. I know that when we recorded on December 14th, two years ago, on the same day as the shootings at Stony, oh my gosh, why did I forget the name? Stony, ah, the one in Connecticut, the one in Connecticut that yeah. totally just flew out of my head when we were recording and that was happening. And I was talking about going from morning to joy and the eight year journey that I'd been on. I know that God was using his life and was keeping him in our memory, alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not, it wasn't on my terms, but God still worked the miracle there. And so sometimes we have to, we have to accept the fact that praying and getting outside of ourselves 
that is releasing whatever our own heads are like, you know, wrapped around and, you know, sometimes we're like a pit bull with what we've got going on. Yeah. We fixate on it. Like this is the problem and this is what I know the solution is. And that solution is not always the right solution. Yeah. You may experience some failures along the way as you're seeking that solution. The key though, especially when it comes to praying or procrastinating, what are you doing? Because too often we pray and we just sit. Right. A prime example, and in my opinion, is the church. There's There are times in church where I feel compelled to pray. And then once I walk out those doors, there's no action that is taken. But a major expectation that this prayer is going to be answered because of a very wonderful delivery from our pastor, you know, a movement of me in that room due to the worship music. And I will tell you, in my years, prayers don't miraculously happen. Or get answered. Get answered, I mean. Okay. They just they just haven't. Not for me. Now for you it may be. And and if so, heck, call us. Let us know. Mm-hmm. I'd love to share them. The majority of people though that I come across and talk to, prayer is one of those things that happens and then there is action taken. Right. There is movement on our part, your part, to go from just a sedentary, I'm sitting here just praying, to it happening. Now, this is, when we're talking about this, this is really in the context of, I want change to happen in my life. I want change to happen in my marriage. This is not in the sense of, hey, I'm praying for my friend who's traveling over to a missions trip in South America type of a prayer. I put those prayers up all the time. Those are prayers of covering, Mm -hmm. we'll say. you know, Because those are those prayers where it's just like, I just want the Lord's hand to be upon so-and-so. Protection, safety, you know. I want the Lord to watch over my kids, make sure that they're safe. But when it comes to those prayers of sexual desire or communication or a better understanding of our finances with my spouse, those require action on our parts. Well, and that's why I loved and why I specifically opened with that particular email that we received. Mm-hmm. Because here's, here's a guy you know, that said specifically, I was ready, this 20 year marriage or 20 plus year marriage, I, I was ready to walk away. Yeah. But what did I do? I went looking for, even though his expectations were low that he was going to find anything that was going to happen, help him. He still went looking. And even after he threw out the 60 day challenge and his wife laughs at him like, dude, there ain't no way that's going to happen. What did he do? He kept listening. Mm-hmm. because he had found something that was encouraging him, that was giving him hope, that he said in here, his heart was being softened. Yeah. His ears were being opened. He was listening. Those are all actions. Right. And he took action. And so many of you do this because, and the reason I know that you do this is because you email us 
that you're looking for something, that you're not just sitting there waiting for the miracle to happen. You are actually getting out there and combining your prayer life with action. And we want this podcast to be an encouragement to you in bringing those two things together. Because when you do, you're, you're, it's, it's like listening to somebody play the violin that is just absolutely wonderful. You know, it's just, it's just music who, to your who ears. Who would that be, Tony? Oh, for us, it's Lindsey Sterling. <laughs> the way he said that. And I do want to say, I actually just looked up the name. It was Sand, the Sandy Hook shooting was the one that Sandy I referenced. Hook. Hook. I okay. apologize that I couldn't get that right out of my brain. I've been traveling for the last three days. But, but what all that is to say is that, you know, our, we need to, we need to get outside of ourselves. Yeah. And prayer allows us to do that. Yeah. Prayer allows us, because as you develop your prayer life, as you strengthen that muscle, and it really is a muscle, if you don't use it, it, you know, kind of withers. Uh, as you strengthen that muscle of prayer and seeking God's direction and seek, you know, and seeking the direction through, start with reading the Bible. Okay. Well, well and, and I'm glad you brought that up because one of the, one verse that I love, uh-huh. When it comes to taking action, is Proverbs sixteen three. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Actions. Actions. So let's look at that. Commit your actions. So if I'm praying for change, say I'm praying for a communication breakthrough with Elisa. What are the actions? I'm going to commit those actions to the Lord and my plans will succeed. So that might be getting the 77 questions to get the conversation started and saying, I commit that we are going to do one of these questions every day. And it may be you, when it comes to this one, you're the one who hasn't really opened up in a while. Uh So for you committing to saying, I'm going to answer each one of these questions for 77 days is huge. It may be an answered prayer for your spouse who's been going, I'm praying that my husband or my wife will begin to open up and dig deeper into our communication so that we can understand each other again. Right. And if you're wondering where you can get the 77 questions, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash talk today and you'll get, you'll get signed up for our newsletter, number one, number two, you'll get uh, redirected to a page where you can download those 77 questions. And we've had hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of couples pick that up and use it to dig deeper into their communications. But here it is. There's the action. There's that part of we're taking it beyond just praying about it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to commit our actions to the Lord so our plans will succeed through that. And I know this because Elise and I have done that, where we have talked, we have asked each other these questions so that we can open up and we have succeeded. We have learned so much about ourselves over the years and even sexually. Yeah. We've asked deep questions. What do you like? What don't you like? You know, now that may not be the first place you start because you guys aren't there yet. Totally get it. But as time rolls on, you guys can open up more mm-hmm. and more. And that is when those prayers are answered. 
another thing too i will have to say with this is if you're wondering if your prayers do get answered you may need to write them down in a journal mm-hmm. put them down in a book date them and go back to it and look at those and go am i taking action on these or am i just sitting here hoping and waiting well and when you have a journal like that where you you list your prayers maybe it's verses that come to mind when you're praying or just you know you open up your bible one day and and sometimes i have this experience where i'm like i don't know where i want to read and so i open it up and it's the exact verse that I needed to hear for that day. So mm. putting that in the journal, dating it, talking in your journal about what else is going on in your life. Because you may start to see patterns. You may start to see, well, I, I'm, I, you know, I wish this would change. Well, and that's what you're grumbling about. So instead of taking action, getting up and being the hands and feet, you're just complaining. Mm-hmm. And when you start to see those patterns, then it equips you to be able to take the actions necessary. You know, if you're grumbling about something all the time and it's not changing, maybe it's time to stop grumbling and mm-hmm. start doing. And you may also start to see patterns in your prayers. Are, are you only asking for God to change your spouse? Or, or are you asking God to show you what in you needs to be changed? Right. Because let's face it, it's much easier easier for us to change ourselves than it is for us to change our spouses. Yeah. I I will tell you after 17 and a half years of marriage, being together with Tony for 19 years, I cannot change him. Right. If I want something to change, it's much easier to change in myself. Now I can pray for change. And as my heart changes, as, as we talk through these things, it may create in Tony a desire to change. But, I, 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 I've asked God to change him over the years. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> hasn't, you know, God is not saying, yeah, yeah, Lisa, let me just, let me just zap Tony and, you know, change him. But he's changed his heart. You know, when Tony was talking about anger at the, at the start of the show, you know, when, when I started seeing Tony take steps, he met with one of our family and marriage pastors and said, I'm stuck in this place. It's not good. What do I do? Yeah. Where do I go? What, Where what? do I go? What do I start to bring into my life to release this anger? And this pastor said, you need to be reading Ephesians 5. Mm-hmm. Put on the armor of God. And there was a season in Tony's life, I don't know if you still do this, but there was a season in your life where you read that every single morning. Yeah, every morning and almost every night. Yeah, and that was a season. Yep, it totally was. It wasn't something, it's not something I still do to this day. And yet during that season of life, it was very much necessary. It was reading that, absorbing that, you know, visualizing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then the action part of that was, like I said, it's when the anger was rising, it was taking that time to sort of count down or count up or think about what was happening. And, and even to this day, you know, when the kids are rah, 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 in my, he- my ear and stuff, you know, it's, it, it is easy to just blow a fuse where it's like, okay, take a couple deep breaths, walk out, you know, to the garage, you know, Elisa's big thing too, um, is always palms up, you know, palms up. Don't, don't, don't crouch. Don't, you know, hold your fists, you know, palms up doing those things as much as they sound like really guys, like really doing that. Yes, really. That's how change happens. It's by doing small stuff 
over and over and over and over again. It's not massive. It's not huge. It's not breakthrough. Mm -hmm. It's just by being intentional about some of the small things in life and just going, yeah, you know what? That's what I need to do right now. Well, and when you take those baby steps, when you start taking action, and like Tony said, it doesn't have to be huge. You know, you could just decide that, you know what, I'm going to sit and be still for five minutes. Like I'm actually going to listen for what God has to say. And if God tells me something, if you hear that voice, if you read it in you know, a Bible verse and you're like, oh, that was the answer that I needed. Here's the thing. If it's not the answer that you wanted, but it's still an answer, don't dismiss it. It will keep coming back to you. Because sometimes, here's the other part of, of praying, procrastinating and this dilemma that we find ourselves. Sometimes we get the answer, but we don't like it. Well, yes. And, and because we don't like the answer, we choose not to go down that path. Because surely that's not the answer because that's not what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I did not want Andrew to die on December 14th, 2002. I didn't want that. But that was, that was his life story. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you had asked me now with the conversations that I've had with Abby about heaven and how, you know, this little girl has just brought heaven into our home through the conversations that we've had with him and has expanded, has expanded our understanding of heaven through her and through her questions and through her, uh, she's a pit bull. I mean, she definitely has those pit bull tendencies where she grabs hold on to an idea and she's going she's gonna to wrestle that thing into the ground. So, but because of her, my vision of heaven is expanded. Would I have had that if I had gotten my way? No. Would she even be here? I can't answer that. So while I didn't want Andrew's life to take the path that it took, because of that, we have been blessed immensely. Now, sometimes I know you guys have heard me say on here that she's driving me crazy. Sometimes, you know, blessings can feel a little challenging. Um, But that's to say that you you have to listen for the answer, not the answer that you want, but the answer. Uh Because there is a difference. Sometimes Sometimes you get the exact answer you want and sometimes you get the answer that you're supposed to have. Right. And there's a difference, but you have to, you have to listen. You have to accept God's plan for your life. And you have to be an active participant in that plan. God's not waiting for you on the sidelines. You know, he wants you to be involved in your life. And you you need to do that, not just for yourself, but for your spouse and for your marriage. Because when you make those choices to be an active participant, you get things like this happen. So last week was episode 209. Right. I heard versus you said. Mm-hmm. And here was a comment that came in pretty much right after that show went up. It said, episode 209 was spot on for me. I put it into practice last night. Okay, did you hear that? There was an action there. I put it into practice. And it made a huge difference in the entire situation. An issue that could have been blown totally out of proportion became something that we could laugh about. By the way, I introduced the problem by outlining you said, the you said I heard principle so that I could be upfront about where I was coming from. That's the second action there. Yes. Like I'm introducing something new into our dynamic and I'm going to tell you about it. 
We both agree that it is an amazing tool that we need to remember to use in the future to avoid future, to use in the future to avoid misunderstandings. Yeah. Somebody took action. Communication was obviously an issue in their marriage. Right. And she, she doesn't say anything about, you know, praying or anything like that. But what I'm telling you is that chances are she's been praying for some kind of communication breakthrough. They took a tip they heard on the show and put it into action and it changed the dynamic. You can do the same thing this week when you're sitting down and you're doing your prayers and you're journaling so that you can follow whether or not your prayers are being answered or how they're being answered. Cause they will be just time. Listen for that voice of God to come and speak to you. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, while you're waiting for your answer, Take those proactive steps that you know you need to be doing because when you start to pray, I'm convinced that you have some idea of what the correct course of action is going to be. So if communication is your issue, start being proactive in your communication. If sexual intimacy is your issue, start being proactive in what you need to do to change that. If finances are the problem, start coming together on your finances, take the action so that you can see when your prayers are being answered. Yeah. It, it's a choice. Are you praying or are you procrastinating? And you know that. So it's up to you this week and moving forward to go, I'm going to take that prayer. I'm going to put some legs on it. I'm going to take some action. I'm going to move forward with it. Instead of just sitting back and waiting. Because then you're really going to see God working in you, through you, in your marriage, in the world around you, in your community, in your kids. So when you're praying, think about how you can put action to those prayers. And go forth and go make them happen. Don't sit back. Don't procrastinate. Be a prayer warrior for sure. But just get some action behind those prayers. You guys have a fantastic week. We love you and we'll see you next week.